I'm Amy Lettingham. I'm a master certified dating and relationship coach. And I'm Kevin Lettingham, Amy's husband and a former reality and docuseries TV producer director. And together we want to welcome you to Sex, Love, and Mindful Dating. Today on our show, it's all about Love is Blind, Episode 9. Some of the cast members are actually getting cold feet about walking down the aisle, while others are convinced they are about to marry their soulmate. So the question we want to pose to you and to us is, do soulmates really exist? Some of you may be answering, yes, of course soulmates exist, while others say, no way. By the end of the show, you'll discover whether believing in a soulmate is a good thing or something that could actually hold you back from finding love. And if your goal is to find lasting love, my conscious dating programs help you do just that. We do it through breaking your unhealthy dating beliefs, attitudes, patterns, and through my online dating courses, group coaching, and personal one-on-one virtual coaching, I can help you. Contact me at amythedatingcoach.com, that's A-M-I-E, thedatingcoach.com, and mention the podcast to receive a special offer. We're going to begin today's show by actually talking about the end of episode nine. Uh, In this episode, Gigi and Damien actually walk down the aisle and get all the way to their vows. And Gigi delivers a line during her vows that I thought was very compelling and a really good topic. This is what she said. I always dreamed of what it would be like to find my soulmate, to hear their voice and have the world melt away. And you gave me that gift. You gave me you, the most beautiful gift I have ever received. So in this vow is the word soulmate, which is what we want to talk about today, because I think there's a lot of people out there that believe in soulmates and a lot of people that don't. Amy, why don't we start with you? And can you give us a good definition of what a soulmate is? Here's what I believe is a common definition for the word soulmate. A person who is perfectly suited to us as a romantic partner. And the idea is that there's one single person for each of us who brings out our very best. Amy, do you personally believe in soulmates? Based on that definition, no. But I do believe that you can have the same soul with several people in your lifetime. So I don't believe in one single person. So I'm not your soulmate. I love you to death, baby, but (laughs) our souls are aligned. To me, you are a soulmate, but I think people can have multiple soulmates. I don't think it's just one person. I remember in college, there was a little cartoon in my Psychology 101 book. And on the left was a picture of this guy standing there with a little thought bubble over his head. And it said, John is looking for his soulmate. And then in the right was another cartoon. And it says, unfortunately, John's soulmate is a cocktail waitress in Venezuela. And it was a woman putting like a, you know, a drink on a table. The idea being, if there's one person in the world, one person in the world, the odds of you finding that person is seems almost impossible. So I, I'm with you. I, I don't believe in soulmates. I do believe in the soul connection. Yeah. And I do believe that you could be a soulmate. I'm thinking of how many people get married thinking it's a soulmate and end up divorced. Yeah. I mean, it happens all the time. So anyways, uh, it, the research says that most people still believe in it. Two thirds of Americans believe in soulmates. 
while that's actually more than believe in the biblical God. Wow. So Amy, if you do believe in soulmates, what are some of the issues that you might have? Yeah, I think you would fall into the soulmate trap. And yeah, I think you would fall into the soulmate trap. And if you believe that there's only one person and you find everything about them is perfect and then it doesn't work out, things end, then you're, you can't find love again. That's it. That's the one person and that's it. Yeah. Like Gigi, for example, she said, this is her soulmate. Well, at the end of the episode, it doesn't look like Damien is going to say yes. I mean, if you put it out there and you're saying this is my soulmate, the next one that comes along, is he the soulmate or she the soulmate? And then what if that doesn't work? Yeah. And the other problem, I think, when you convince yourself that you're a soulmate, then all of a sudden you've locked yourself in and you are not paying attention to the red flags because you believe this person is your soulmate. So it's almost like they can't do anything wrong. Right. And there, there has been research on this that, that basically says that people that believe in soulmates have a much bigger problem with conflict, mm-hmm. right? Because when it all falls apart, they're, get, they're so distraught and they have so many issues with the fact that, wait, this isn't perfect anymore. And that messes with your mind. You know, it's interesting you say that because there's so much attachment to that word. And uh, I almost think like you're setting yourself up for failure because in the beginning, everything feels great in a relationship. And 10 years down the line, your relationship is going to change. I mean, through marriage or time. And and if you're chasing that soulmate feeling that it was like Gigi had said in a different episode, episode, the butterflies, you're screwing yourself because you have to adapt or the relationship dies. Yeah, because I think a soulmate to me probably is more defined by year 10 than year one, because I'm with you. You have that feeling and excitement. And then of course it feels like a soulmate because everything seems perfect and you're connected. Yeah. The one thing about the idea of a soulmate that really poses a risk in our thinking uh, is that yes, maybe at a certain time in your life, you both meet each other and you guys are perfect for each other. But then somebody gets sick or somebody loses their job or the pandemic happens uh, and then it changes a person. And then all of a sudden one person changes and the other person stays the same. Yeah. No growth. There's no growth. So then what happens then? Is that person still their soulmate? Yeah. That's why this is such a complicated issue. It's like when you think of just one person, that one person has many different paths in their life. They, they change. I am not the same person that I was when I met you. I'm just not, I'm different, Yep. but we still are connected in the same way. When I look at you, I see this person that I don't imagine ever not being with. And I see someone who is, I, I, I could throw the word soulmate around, but I also don't believe it because if you did something to me that would destroy our relationship, I'd go out with someone else later. I mean, I would. I'd be like, well, she did something that was horrible to me. Yep. And I would do the same. That's the part about our relationship. We hold each other accountable. You throw in the word soulmate, where does the accountability go? Yeah. And look, here's the other part. It takes two to tango, doesn't it? I mean, if I think you're my soulmate, 
and you don't. It doesn't work. How does that happen? And that's, you know, one thing like Barnett and Amber, like Barnett is saying like she accepts me fully, but I don't think he accepts her fully. You know, there's parts of her that he's afraid of. So again, it's you guys have to completely accept each other as each other's soulmate in order for the equation to work. If one person likes you more and the other person doesn't, then it doesn't work. Yeah. I mean, Barnett and Amber clearly are heavily in love, if not lust, maybe. I think if you asked her, is he my soulmate? 100%, right? Yeah. If you asked him? I don't know. He paused when she said, would you defend me in front of, you know, your family? Would you pick me over your family? And that's something that's, if it was his soulmate, he would. Yeah. He would choose her. He paused. He said, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, Barnett says he's never felt like this before. And, you know, it might be that he has always dreamed of someone who makes him feel this way. But if we're getting into the brass tacks of soulmates, which is, is this the perfect person for you in the world? Does she bring out the best in you? She seems to, but also we're slowly seeing reality come into play too. Financial problems. Financial things, family things. So, I mean, I think what a lot of people make the mistake of going soulmate week four, you know, soulmate month six and saying that word because it feels so great, right? Mm Mm-hmm. I think putting labels too soon uh, clouds your judgment. It doesn't allow you to be pragmatic. I mean, that's why I almost feel like when you have sex right away, boom, all these hormones, chemicals get you attached to that person. And then you're like, I have to make this work. I have to make this work. You're not saying that out loud, but like when you see a red flag, you're like, oh, I can work with that. And I think many of us try to do that. We try to work backwards and change because we've given a part of us and we don't want to feel like we're getting, you know, left out in the cold. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's talk about another couple, Cameron and Lauren. You know, in this episode, Cameron is all in 100% and Lauren is a little bit nervous seemingly and she doesn't know if she's going to say yes or not i have to just say this i didn't buy this i think i don't know something about this felt like it was produced because she's been the whole entire time so vulnerable so real so like talking about the future with him and all of a sudden this episode she's holding back a little bit and i'm like eh. so was this produced the short answer is lauren works in social media Lauren is a smart cookie. She knows what makes good TV. I'm pretty sure that she's had conversations with the producers and the producers have said, you know, it would make great TV and it's really good if you don't say yes in episode nine and you wait till the day of. She's saying yes. I don't think there's any But I didn't see any of the couples say that, like, I think that they were all picking each other's brains. And even Amber was sitting there going, I don't know if he's going to say yes or not. And, you know, us watching, we're like, he's going to say yes, you know? So I think it seems like they told everyone 
if anyone asks you or you ask each other, you're not allowed to say anything. Well, there's contracts and the contracts basically state you're not allowed to, you know, for lack of a better word, ruin the show by shouting at the rooftops everything that's about to happen. They want drama. So I'm sure they're coaxing the people into not telling their loved ones or even their potential spouses that they're going to say yes or they're going to say no. They mm. want they want drama. Yeah, makes so sense. So they're playing along. I mean, look, I think if there are soulmates on this show, Cameron and Lauren are it. Oh, yeah, definitely. If you believe in them and you have to pick them, they're but it. But they, again, we said they're both... Their souls are the similar. I'd like to take a moment to talk to you about my free ebook, Five Dating Traps to Avoid. It gives you tips to avoid all the traps that make your heart break. So go to amythedatingcoach.com. And that's spelled A M I E, thedatingcoach.com. Let's talk about another couple, uh, Kelly and Kenny. Uh, I mean, in this episode, Kelly basically says, you know, that she's not in love with Kenny, which isn't a surprise to us, but it's really disappointing. But then what does her friend say with, at the party? Yeah, her friend said that she has a bad picker, that she always falls in love with looks and then and then looks for personality. She's superficial. That's so weird because you look at her and you're like, she's the one who goes for the guy with the the six pack and the flashy car and all the other stuff. I remember I, I would date guys um, back in the day when I was looking for what was good on paper, the hot guy. And it was my own insecurity of like thinking, well, if I can get a guy that hot, then I must be that hot. Right. And that's, you know, it takes a lot of inner work to get out of that and realize like what makes you beautiful was, was on the inside. Yeah. Um, but I don't think she, I think she's so concerned about her exterior and how she poses herself. That's why she's so controlling. And when we, when we saw at her with Kenny, she was always like rigid. Yeah. yeah. She's not relaxed. Yeah. But that's the whole thing. She could never find a soulmate because she's not looking inside. No, she's not looking at anyone's soul. No. You know, if it comes down to the deeper things, I think both of them still need to discover their core values. Like why they're non-negotiables. Like why did they like each other? Because like attracts like. So there's some part of him that only looks at the superficial stuff too. Jessica and Mark, look, we don't even need to vote on this. We know they are not soulmates. <laughs> but Jessica did bring up something that I found very interesting. Let's say that they were soulmates, right? Mm -hmm. Mark asks her if she's scared. And she says commitment is scary. And mm. I think that's fair, that commitment can be scary. But if you're with your soulmate, would you be scared? I actually believe that when you're with the right person, things are easier. And for years, people had said this to me while I was dating. They're like, Amy, all these relationships you're going into, they're too complicated. They're not right for you. When you find that person that's right for you, you're just going to, it, things will be easy. You just like enjoy yourself as a couple. Instead of like trying to figure out his finances, you'll be like figuring out where you're going to go eat pizza and watch him, what movie you're going to watch. And you're not going to have so much turmoil. And so for the longest time, I struggled and kept dating guys I had to fix, which was a bad idea. But when I met you, 
It was easy. It was easy. Yeah, I agree. The answer is if you are scared, then that tells you it's a red flag because something in your gut is telling you something's wrong. It's not right. And that's what Jessica's doing. She's clearly telling him without saying, I don't want to be with you. Her body's saying, I'm scared. And kind of in a backhanded way, she's telling Mark, yeah, you're not the guy for me. Yeah, your intuition never lies to you. You don't have to jump off a cliff to know that there's danger, right? You get close to the edge of a cliff, your body starts reacting. Yeah. That's what happened to her. And and Mark's friend, this was another a wonderful question. Mark's friend asks Mark, do you still think love is enough? What a like, his friend is really smart. He is. By the way, he doesn't really answer it. But I ask you, like, is love enough? No, <laughs> you can love someone so hard, you know, with all your heart. But we say that it's not love that keeps a couple together. It's how they fight and resolve their issues. Um, if you can't resolve your issues, eventually you'll break up. There's resentment, there's anger, there's frustration and love turns to hate. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. I agree. Love does not conquer all, as some people might say. It's there's so many layers to a quality relationship and love is just one of them. Well, I think that's the dangerous part of that word soulmate. If you truly believe that one person is supposed to be with you, then you really do think love conquers all. So you're putting up with a lot of problems or issues and you're dealing with it and, and not really standing up for yourself. Well, let's talk about uh, Gigi and Damien. And Gigi, of course, is the person who brought up the whole idea of soulmates. She clearly thinks Damien is her soulmate. Uh, what do you think about the two of them in terms of soulmates? Uh, I think she she's just like a little girl when it comes to love, you know? And she's like, oh, soulmates, he's the perfect guy for me, blah, blah, blah. But in reality, the one thing that I see that Damien is doing now is he's putting up boundaries and she's really respecting that. I think she has this idea. She gets butterflies very quickly. Mm -hmm. And they go away quickly. It's like you can't turn on and off that soulmate switch. Like, So he's not really your soulmate. She's using the word soulmate very loosely. Yeah. And this is something we talked about before in a previous episode. It's not all about how you love. It's also how you fight. And they don't fight very well right now. Yeah, only only if there's a wall between them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And if you're going to be a soulmate with someone, the warts and the the bad stuff have to be as congruent as the stuff in your life that's great. They have to all work. The one thing about the two of them that is uh, there should be no win and lose when it comes to fighting because when it's about winning or you know who loses, then you both lose. Yeah. And, and yeah, and I'm not sure she's mature enough yet. She's on her way. I mean, there's no question that the two of them have a connection and she's super smart at times. So it's possible that one day uh, the two of them could figure it out. Uh, right now, I'm, I'm guessing no, they're not. Everything I see, they don't look like soulmates to me. They look like they're on different paths and eventually those paths will get farther and farther apart. All right, well, let's talk about the takeaways from this episode. So Amy, will you launch into those, please? Takeaway number one, avoid falling for the soulmate trap. 
you have to be open-minded. When you sit there and you think that there's one perfect person for you, you're actually closing your doors to opportunities. And there are so many similar souls out there. You just have to put yourself out there. Even if that last relationship didn't work, it's okay. You will find somebody that will. Takeaway number two, a soulmate is someone who meets all of your non-negotiables and brings out the best in you. You'll know that you're with your soulmate when you're in the start of your relationship, things are just easy. You don't have to read between the lines. There's not a lot of conflict. You guys get each other. Your souls are aligned. And takeaway number three, it's a twin flame. That means you and this other person need to both say you guys are each other's soulmate. If one person believes that you are their soulmate, but you don't believe that they are, then it's not going to work. So you guys have to have a mutual understanding that you both believe in each other in that way. And we want to hear from you. Do you believe in soulmates or do you not? Tell us what you think. Go to amythedatingcoach.com forward slash podcast and give us your feedback. And remember, if you like the show, please give us a five-star review and hit the subscribe button. It really helps us. Thank you for listening. And remember, if you want to take charge of your love life, date mindfully. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.